0: Hi, I'm Shelly. And I'm Kim. And this is Translating ADHD. In many of our previous episodes, we've touched on the concept of roles and knowing your role and how us ADHD people really do best when we do know our role. However, We've seen a phenomenon in our clients over the years where sometimes we get stuck in a role and it can be to the detriment of our other roles. And before I let Cam tell you more about that and lead you in with a client example, I want to take a pause because if you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, you need to know that we have the Translating ADHD Community so if you like what Cam and I have to say and you've always wanted to be able to ask us questions directly about the show, what we mean, what the heck Cam's talking about when he, he's really feeling himself and he gets deep into a metaphor in that Cam way, this is the place for you. How do you get in? You become a subscriber on Patreon and that'll give you access to our Discord community. For more information, visit the website translatingadhd.com. Click on the Patreon link in the upper right-hand corner, and that will take you to the page where you can subscribe. Five bucks a month gets you into the community, and we can't wait to see you there.
1: Five bucks? Five bucks! Five
0: bucks? Five bucks. Oh my goodness, what a deal. I'm telling you, and I'll tell you what, like Cam cannot wait to talk to you people, by the way. like So
1: get in here! <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. Yeah. Come on so, in. So, okay,
0: Cam. doors are open. Speaking of knowing your role, we're going we're, we're to know our roles Sorry. here and I'm, we're going to do I'm, the show I now. I just lost my
1: role. I just lost my role. You're losing your I'm role? I'm back in. I'm back in.
0: So So, knowing your role and how sometimes getting stuck in a role can get our clients hung up. Why don't you tell us more about this topic and what has your attention here?
1: Yeah, so clients don't come with this language that you just shared around like, oh, you know, Cam, I'm in a role to, and it's really, I'm in this role to the detriment of another role. I'm not hearing it that way. How it typically presents is, why is it I can only do one thing at a time? A real frustration around this dilemma. I can only do one thing at a time. And absolute confusion, being perplexed, Bewildered. I'm a smart person, right? I've I've done things, but why can't I handle more than one thing at a time? Aren't we supposed to be multitaskers? Right. Ah. And yet I can only do seems like one thing at a time. And the reason why we want to bring it today is I've been seeing this a fair amount in a number of my clients, in a number of, uh, of different ways. I think that one is, I appreciate you bringing up roles there, Shelly, because when we think about it, we have our professional role, work role, and lesser roles within that. We also have our uh, roles at home. And There's typically the breakdown. So you've got your roles at work, roles at home. And I think that's where you can see this happen a lot.
0: I'm going to interject a third area because I often see my clients, when we're talking about this particular phenomenon, delineating it this way. So work, home, speaking to family, life, and running of the household, whether it is a multi-person household or a single-person household, and the immediate people in that household, and then relationships outside of that household, whether it's this is generally the family and friends category <laughs> the people that yeah who are not in my household and not yeah. in my face but that matter to me and who it's important for me to maintain strong ties to
1: sure so there there's roles there there's also another phenomenon is that even like just within work it's like working on one project to the detriment of another project it is uh, getting in there. And it's a, it's a really fascinating thing. So we're gonna kind of dig in here. I think that listeners, you might be thinking, oh, well, this sounds like hyper cam, right? Or, you know, we, we're, uh, we're full immersion, right? We've got that attention system that is gonna jump all in. I think those are pieces that are at play. But there's some other things that are going on, and that's where we're going to dig in and apply our model of to understand this phenomenon, own it, and then begin to translate.
0: Yeah. So where do we jump in, Cam? And actually, before you do that, when you talk about one project at work to the detriment of another, were you spying on me when we started this podcast? Because (laughs) that was my life, getting this podcast up and running. 100%. 100%. So, this is definitely, this entire topic is a big part of my own lived experience. And I can't wait to uh, dive into your client examples so that I can get a different view of something I've been through many times before. So, yeah. let's dig let's in.
1: Start, yeah, let's start with project to project because I think that's sort of a, getting into a, a narrower scope. And then we can kind of pull back to the three areas that you looked at work, home, and relationships. And and as you said that, I was laughing because I was like, oh my God, you know, I do the work and I do the home and it's the, and and I do relationships within that, but relationships outside of that, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, Cam, Cam needs help there, people. Cam uh, not, does
0: need help there. I'll tell you I, what, I, like even as a help. collaborator of Cam, sometimes it's a little work to get his attention. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Noted. Noted. So- okay, let's start with the project to project, like focusing on one project to the detriment of another project. and again it's uh, we can look at it as a hyper focus issue, we can look at it as a transition. I think of it's it is a transition challenge, and once we get in, you know we've always talked about the significance of context. so context is the why it's sort of that. Picture frame that we build around an experience. Why am I doing this? To what end? So it's that how we frame what we're doing. So it can be a project, it can be a task, it can be, again, a role. It's highly contextual for those of us who have ADHD. We process by association. Once we get into a project and we get comfortable with, okay, my role my task, that there's a comfort there and a familiarity. And once we're in there, it's like a, it's like a cocoon, you know, it's just, it's comfortable and we know this. And then guess what happens that all those other things that are on our list that we are, we've talked about the six C's and committed to obligated to uh, have agreements around they just kind of fade into the background. They fade into that in, into that ether. And here we are, happy, going along, but not really thinking about anything else outside of our immediate frame that we've built around this project, this task. And we are in a specific role there.
0: So I want to add something here, Cam, and this goes back to while hyperfocus is an element of this it's certainly not the whole picture this is over a much longer period of time you know we tend to think of hyperfocus in terms of hours in a day that's the experience most of my clients have is there are days where they can get into the zone and days that they can't and days where hyperfocus is their friend and days where hyperfocus drags them down rabbit holes but it's usually within the context of a day this phenomenon is something we see in our clients over larger periods of time. And certainly for me, back to when we launched this podcast, it was weeks. It was weeks where it's not that there was so much to do that I didn't have the time or energy or attention for other things. It was that this phenomenon was at play. And so as Cam just said, the other roles just completely disappeared from my
1: awareness. So I've seen this. That was a great example, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I've seen this with my clients around, again, as we go through our day, we've got more than one thing to do. And so when you find yourself, listener, trying to dodge rabbit holes, this could be part of that rabbit hole phenomenon in the sense of you're kind of sinking into this comfortable role, this comfortable context, to the detriment of other things that you need to do. And I think that what we can often do is sort of think, okay, I got to get more regimented, I have to be more disciplined, and I got to hit multiple projects through the day. Not necessarily. and We've we've talked about this, Shelley. It really is dependent upon what is expected of you and the type of work you do if you're a creative and you can have those long hours of creative time then then go for it i think that a useful unit of time is a week where you start to consider what is it that i have to or want to get done in a week's time and to consider what are the different roles that i really want to play to bring that front and center and to bring that into your prioritization process not just the task But the role. I think that for me, where I struggle is around like self care. There's a role associated with that of taking care of myself. That's a quadrant two activity. And that can kind of get lost in the shuffle to when I start to think about the work that has to be done, the stuff around the house. And then we put ourselves and our needs last.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I want to back all the way back up to the fact that it's because when we're in this place and I love that you give a week as an example. You know, this is different than hyperfocus. This is different than missing something in your day because you were in hyperfocus or really dialing into a project because you were in hyperfocus, but over a week the phenomenon of these other roles, the caring for self, the husband or in my case wife, the parent I love that language around them fading away. So what you're left with is this phenomenon where this thing has your attention. And in my case, it was the podcast. And it's like, it just doesn't occur to me to check my email or to check my calendar for client consultations. I know when my clients are, thankfully, that's that's one role that (laughs) I've forgotten that one before. It has happened, but In general, that's one role that doesn't get forgotten even when I'm in this place. But if a consultation or something out of the normal rhythm and cadence of my client's schedule is on my calendar, I'm likely to miss that. I just am likely to not check in with my husband and even be aware of what is needed from me within the household. And then when you kind of snap out of it, it's like, oh... Hello, all these other roles. I was really neglecting all of you. What the heck? So, Cam, let me throw it back to you right there and say, what the heck?
1: What the heck? I think that it's, you know, so, okay, ready? We're going to go above the lunch counter a little bit here, up to causation of what creates this for us. I think it's not this uh, deliberate and we're not doing this deliberately. Um, I, we're we're heading, you know, moving forward in our week and in our time and in our in our roles with with best intentions. You know, so I think that um, I do a fair amount of work with Melissa Orloff's graduates around understanding their ADHD and being a better partner.
0: And I'm just going to interject for those not familiar with Melissa's work. She is the resource for. ADHD in relationships and where we send our clients and our listeners when that is the primary issue they come to us hoping to work on.
1: Thanks for saying that. So this sort of desire to want to make things run smooth, what we will do is um, the word that comes to mind is mitigate. (laughs) So it's like, uh, right, we get into these modes and it's like, okay, how can we make these processes go smoother? Getting the kids out the door or again, like with COVID, you know, managing that whole thing uh, without summer camps. And it's this sort of intention of, oh, this will be good. And we'll go ahead and do it or implement it or skip it in the sense of like a meeting. Like, I don't have to talk to my partner about this. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And she's going to think it's awesome. This sort of like, oh, how can I kind of like just skip and get to solution here? When in fact, it's that conversation that's really valuable to discuss what are we trying to do here? What's changed as we try to mitigate or kind of uh, jump ahead? we're not anticipating things that may have changed while we're in our little cocoon of our current role. We're just there going along. And it's like the outside world has shifted in some way and we're not really thinking about that.
0: That's such a great description. So I just want to sort of summarize where we're at so far because I'm totally following you, Cam.
1: (laughs) Here's the the linguist up on the on the slopes. The linguist. (laughs) So let me
0: translate. (laughs) The
1: the goat herder. uh, uh, Let
0: me translate for those not completely (laughs) fluent uh, (laughs) on your level. We've been having a conversation around Galaxy Brain, and if you've never seen that GIF, just go look it up. When we are in this place where other roles fade away, we're usually in galaxy brain. So it's usually something that has our attention, not just in the immediate hyper-focus way, but in a way that our attention is sustained. This was me working on the podcast. I naturally had sustained attention because of just how excited I was to do this project. And so the word mitigating. And the very labored way in which you said it really accurately describes what's actually happening for the people around us when those other roles start to fade out of our view. It's not that I stop living in my house and I stop having interactions with my husband or my kid. It's that I want to mitigate those. Like everything else needs to either just get out of the way and be ignored, if that's an option, and if not, it needs to be mitigated so that I can turn my attention back to like a dog with a bone. Like I can turn my attention back to this galaxy brain thing that just has my attention.
1: Right. And mitigate can also be like, again, w- wanting to have a solution there. It Why does it have to be so complicated? Why do we need to discuss this again? Like, let's get to solution. I think I like that you're bringing in galaxy brain because... And, and, and you remind me of this metaphor that is so useful here. And I've used it, I think, I've, I've used this metaphor for 15 years with my clients. It has to do with this roles and, and one role to the detriment of another. So I had a client who was an engineer and he was elevated to a position of, of a manager. But he was like a classic engineer where he would tinker and want to get in and problem solve. And, and just go way into galaxy brain. Now, galaxy brain can go big, right, and, and scale up. And I've used the term exponential, right? It's just this exponential absorption of, of uh, information. But also get in the weeds, go tiny, scale, you can scale up or scale down and get way into minutia. So it can go either way there. And here we are doing this kind of time travel, and 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 uh, it's like it's like that little submarine in The Incredible Voyage, where they inject the little submarine into the body to go zap the tumor. Look it up, people. Raquel Welch, around seventy three. Okay,
0: Cam. So- the uh, the only thing that dates you for me because we both have daughters that are very close in age. Your daughter's That's- eleven, mine's nine. So. For the most part, I forget about our age gap until you date yourself with I a know, reference I like it. that. I love it. I'm okay.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm comfortable with dating myself. I am I I am comfortable in that role. Okay. I digress, and we talked about this before we started today that we're both kind of up high and we're likely to both uh, you know susceptible to digressing. But let me come back to my metaphor. It's the train driver, the engineer. So, the guy, my client who was an engineer, we just took that and folded it right into okay, you're driving the train and he goes down and starts working on the engine. So, he's working on the engine. Meanwhile, the train's running. Meanwhile, he's got all these people looking for direction and leadership. And so, here are three roles he's driving the train, he's working on the engine, and he's the conductor. And he keeps forgetting about that conductor role he's the engineer and he's tinkering on the 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 actual engineering project part to the detriment of communicating effectively and so then there are all these people uh 150 to be exact are scratching their heads because their leader has disappeared just gone away and then they start to wonder, well, okay, he's not telling me what's going on. Therefore, and they start to make up stuff. Our ability to assume, oh, well, he doesn't care. You know, He really is not committed to this project. When in fact, he's the most committed to it. He's in there tinkering and working it, but he's not coming back stepping out into this different car and letting people know, hey, so this is where we're going, this is what's happening. And oh, by the way, we just, you know, switched cars and now we're on another track. Letting people know that was a great example of this whole challenge around kind of focusing on one thing to the detriment of another. I'm glad
0: you pulled in this client example just to give us another, you know, lived experience to look at this from, but also because of what you just said in terms of what the people around us start to assume based on our behavior. And this goes back to the entire premise of this show. Neurotypicals don't live in these brains. They don't have this galaxy brain experience of zooming exponentially out or exponentially in and having roles just disappear. And so They are making assumptions based on their lived experience, which is why we so often as ADHD people have issues with self-esteem and self-worth because that's then the messaging that we get. So this is yet another area in which there is a very real ADHD phenomenon happening, but the world around us and what they're perceiving based on the effects that they see is very different than what the actual cause is. So two things, Cam. Number one, I want you to tell us what our listeners should walk away from this episode with. But before you do that, I'm just going to go ahead and say number two, I know what next week's topic is and it's galaxy brain. That's it. That's it. I think there's more there. And I think if we delve more into what we mean by that, that will help further contextualize this episode. So next week, Galaxy Brain, stay tuned for that, but for this topic, Cam, what can our listeners do with what we've talked about so far? What what should they walk out of the show with?
1: All right, so first, don't freak out. I think that it's sort of like, oh my god, you know, this is my experience and what do I do? So don't freak out. It's happening. If it's happening, it's happening and to step back bring that keen observer to notice that behavior. Do you do do this where you will focus on one thing to the detriment of another or be in one role and comfortable with that role to to the detriment of another role? Let's go back to what Shelley brought up at the beginning of the sense of these three areas, work, home, and relationships. Now, this is a chance to be aware of it and accept it, own it, Number two of our process own it that this is happening and it's okay. Own it first. Then the opportunity is to go and talk with the people in these three areas to talk about roles, to talk about how this is happening. Are you, do they feel like you're trying to mitigate or fast track or ignore? And to just start to talk about what are the roles that really matter. We can't be everything to everyone, but what we can do is get clear on the specific roles that we do play. I will tell you, when I got super clear on my roles, then everything else fell into place. Clarity in how I show up at home, at work, and in relationships. So that's the place to begin is start to, start to be curious about this, but explore it with someone else, if you can, if it's a safe space to do that.
0: And to add to this, and I think this is so cool because we have sort of accidentally stumbled on an example of a powerful Example of the power of translation. Put yourself in Cam's client's employee's shoes. That's complicated, but you can follow me, right? So, your client, the engineer, his employees. The current perception, or the perception at the time you started doing this coaching work, was that your client didn't care. Right. So, you talk to somebody and you give them this language around my other roles disappear. I tend to go to mitigating behavior. So if you notice that, not only are you adjusting their perception closer to reality, you are also giving them tools to notice when you're in that behavior and to support you in getting out of it when you need to get out of it. Hey, I see that you're mitigating. I'm noticing this. I need your attention here. Just completely different conversation and completely different. Relationship it goes from one of contention he doesn't care to one of okay I've seen this before and I know he cares and I know how to get his attention.
1: Well said. I, I think uh, that that obstacle that will creep in is like again listeners are thinking well wait a sec I'm the one that created this mess I'm the one that has to make it all better and I'm telling you the work that I do with my leaders. It's, it is it is about understanding their ADD, but also locating spheres, positive spheres of influence, right? There are people around you who want to support you and see you be successful. And you're not admitting weakness, you're delineating and distinguishing. You're letting them know, I do care, it has something to do with my focus, and I get deep into something and it's hard for me to extract myself. So that shared understanding, you create an opening. You create an opening for, to develop understanding and what's so important, you know, sort of the glue that holds relationships together is uh, mutual agreements. What are the agreements, you know, they're so key to coaching and making a coaching relationship work. What are the agreements that are necessary here for us to work better as a team. So we can support you uh, and you can again support us.
0: That's a show too. Agreements. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, haven't we uh, done that? We, I, we've, done, we've done agreements, haven't we, Shelly? I'm not sure, Cam, but I'm gonna know my role <laughs> here as the person that has to hold Cam's balloon string so he doesn't float away. I, that's gone and I'm say already, we're gonna we're gonna, sorry, <laughs> we're gonna wrap the show. We're gonna wrap the show. So again, we have a Discord community now and we want you to be part of it. We want to talk about this show with our listeners because hearing your lived experiences with our show gives us more ideas of what to talk about and deepens our understanding. It's this awesome mutual co-created learning. So to get in, go to the website, translatingadhd.com, Patreon button in the upper right-hand corner subscribe for five bucks a month and that will let you access the discord community and talk to us we can't wait to see you there and until next week i'm shelly and i'm cam and this was translating adhd thank you for listening